been a crazy week, man, with a lot of things. Yeah. With. Talk about it, man. Talk about it. How you doing, Daily Laker? The Daily Laker. Episode, what episode is this? Mm, you know what? I think we 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 we've done one a week for since the first week. I think that the season started, and uh, right now the Lakers are what fourteen and six. So it's been twenty games. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple of weeks. Um, it's got to be like week six or something for us, but. Uh, I mean, we've been consistent, so that's dope. You know, yesterday there was a lot of rain and uh, there was a lot going on, so uh, we skipped out on Thursdays, but still we're back today, you know? Yeah, we're back, man. We didn't miss the Laker talk. Uh, It's been a couple losses, so uh, I think that's what's at the top of every, you know, Laker fan's mind, especially yesterday's game. Mm -hmm. felt like, you know, uh, just... That was just, I think, the most frustrating game <laughs> the whole season. Yeah, you know? it it did feel different. I think there there was a lot. So so a couple of things that I've read, right, and uh, I'll bring them up just to see what your thoughts are. So so first, this this is a big um, trip for them. They they're gonna be away from LA, right? So this this is the first big trip uh, trip for them. So I think just that that in general is something that. It's more challenging this year than any year, right? Just not having the ability to um, to even practice in a in a normal setting. Uh, you know what I mean? Even even just that, like I read a story about the Lakers almost using the games as their practices because they don't practice the same amount of times that they used to uh, in previous seasons. And and I'm sure it's not just the Lakers. So uh, it's got to be other teams as well. But as, as we know, every state kind of has different regulations. And so there's some states that are open, a lot more open. And I think that expands to even professional sports, right? With fans being able to be in attendance at some arenas. So I think if the states that are open like that to the fans, they're also more open to teams with practices. And I think here in LA, obviously, we have a lot of restrictions. So I believe that they don't have the same amount of practices that they usually would because of the restrictions of of that so that's one thing what, what are your thoughts on on just the the, the practice uh, talking about practice talking about the road trip honestly i think it's still too early to 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 for fatigue like for true fatigue to 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 be kicking in the one thing i would say about the lakers is you know what they they for any other team, right? For any other team, I think fatigue is way too early. For the Lakers, I would say that, hey, you know what they did just win the championship not too long ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, they've been blowing out a bunch of games. So the, the superstars have been getting, you know, rest at, at, at the end of fourth quarter. So, so yeah, the, the fatigue, mm-hmm. um, I think, uh, shouldn't be kicking in yet. Um, but it's kind of like it's it's too early to know if it's an issue, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of in that like quasi stage where it's like you don't know if you should worry about it, or you also don't know if you might be overreacting if you if you if you um, if you do worry. Right. So me, you know, knowing the leadership that's on this team, I might 
have a conversation. You know, I'm taking, I'm talking, I'm thinking coaching staff. I might have a conversation, you know, just with LeBron. How do you feel? You know, like, how, how do you feel? Talk with Anthony Davis. How do you feel? If they say, listen, we're good. Then I wouldn't, I, w- I would, I would, uh, as a coaching staff, you know, you know what, take a step back, go through the, go, go through the motions. Right. Uh, but if there's legit fatigue, then yeah, I mean, I, I might be looking at, at, at uh, even sitting out LeBron, you know, even sitting out AD. And I think we're deep enough for, for some of these games to, 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 to allow that. And I think that'll also create some, some good competition uh, at the bottom of the, of the, uh, of the rotation, but yeah. I'm still not worried. I'm still not worried. So I, I guess that that's my take on it. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And with this last game with the Pistons, I feel like the, the downfall of it was that there was a lot of expectations for the Lakers to win because the Pistons are not a very good team. The previous game against the 76ers, that was a tough game. They lost just by one point, uh, but the 76ers are number one in the Eastern Conference, so they, we knew it was going to be a tough game. And the Lakers did not perform as well as they usually do, as well as we've seen them. So so we know that they took a step back in that game. The energy just wasn't there. And then with the Pistons, kind of kind of similar thing. The energy kind of wasn't there. I felt like they were lost on defense. There, there was a lot of confusion. There was a lot of switching on pick and rolls. And we've seen this before. We know that whenever they get into that little uh, um, trend of just like not knowing where to be, not knowing their role. And that comes with AD not being there, right? So with him missing, then somebody has to step up. Kuzma stepped up. He, I thought he actually did very well um, for, for starting. Uh, but other guys have to step up as well. And um, AD is usually there, right? This is only like the second or third game that he's missed. So when he's not there, they, it's kind of like a scramble. Like, okay, we, we know we have the talent, the guys to step in and and uh, take over his his stats in a way, his points and defense. But it's still a scramble to try and figure it out how to function without him with, you know, such a, a gravitating force, right? When, whenever he's on the, on the court. Uh, so I did see a lot of that yesterday against the Pistons, and uh, I, I thought the Lakers put up a fight for for a lot of the game, especially the first half. The first half they were leading, and then third quarter was still okay. Fourth quarter they kind of just uh, got lost a little bit. That's where I saw most of the scrambling. Yeah, uh, that, that's a that's a really good point. You know that uh, you kind of it's one of those cases where you rely on somebody so much that when when they're not there, you 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 are you you use the perfect word scrambling because you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, you brought up a, another good point in, in Kuz because I feel like this whole season, when that, whenever he's, you know, his number is called to start, um, he, he steps up, you know, he's, he steps up. So I think that's a good thing for him. I think he should continue to do that any moment, any, any moment he, he gets, you know, to, to be in the starting uh, rotation, he, sh- he should capitalize on that you know because that's only gonna uh fare well and I think he knows I think he's aware that it, he on a lot of other teams would be a starter mm-hmm. you know on a lot of other teams in, in the league he'd be a starter but on this you know particular roster he needs to come off the bench and I think he's he's accepted that but I also think he should always shoot to be a starter because yeah I think I think 
you know, I was talking about Kuz the the this this uh, yesterday with some coworkers, and it was um, the the question was oh because they had that uh, limited release jersey. I'm not sure if you got a chance no. to, to take a look at it. It's pretty cool. It's like a white jersey, um, but they were asking, oh, which jersey would you love to get? And I was like, honestly, because I love homegrown products. If Kuzma was doing better, I would I would want to get Kuzma's. You know, mm-hmm. but aside from that, right now I'm, I'm I'm waiting to see who who my favorite Laker is yet. I haven't I haven't, yeah. I haven't picked one yet. You know, so yeah. Um, but for 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 him to step up, you know, like he did yesterday, I think I think is good. Any word on Anthony Davis? So uh, from from my understanding, it's just a quad contusion, like knee knee bumping. So it's more of just a discomfort you know it's just uh, about rest and letting it just heal up a little bit with time and he should be able to come back even tomorrow against the celtics um another big game another big game exactly yeah the next few games the hawks as well you know but but one one other thing that i wanted to point out uh, before we get a little bit further in um the Lakers played against the Miami Heat in the finals not too long ago. Look at how Miami's doing right now. They're 13th place. And, they, you know, COVID has a lot to do with it because I know a lot of their players are not able to play because they've been restricted with the health protocols. But still, I, I think that that's something to compare. You know what I mean? Both teams were at the finals. And right now, if we look at where they are this season so far, the Lakers are still, I I believe, third right now in the West behind the Nuggets and the Clippers. But Miami is way down there. The Jazz are in first place. Or the Jazz, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ten-game win streak. They're sneaky, man. They, They are so sneaky. Yeah, the standings are a little bit weird, but but yeah, that, that's a good point. The 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 Heat are, you know, at the bottom, and that's kind of surprising because you expect somebody who's who just came off the the finals and most of their roster returned, you know, if not mm-hmm. all, um, you expect them to to be be compete. Which I think I've seen a couple highlights, and they are in games, they are competing, um, but yeah, they just seem like they're not. Um, you know, they're not able to win those games. Uh, but the Sixers, I'm not going to lie, man. They look good. They look they good. I That kind of was unexpected for me. I wasn't expecting them to to look that good, you know. Yeah. And Simmons really surprised me. He looks like he's playing with a lot of energy. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Doc Rivers is giving him the confidence to, to go out there and be himself, you know, because we know he's not a shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we know he's not – uh, uh, you know, too much of a threat from behind the arc, but he's he's saying screw that. You know, I'm gonna drive, and he's kind of having that. Uh, in a way, he's reminding he's he's playing of kind of like a young Russell Westbrook, where right. like, I'm gonna start really high, and then I'm gonna just drive and you know overpower you with a cut and 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 get a layup or get a get a you know a jumper, a quick jumper. So he's playing with that. So that they they look scary, you know. They look scary. I don't think they're. I think they they definitely look better than the books to me. And they got a deep team. And Dwight Howard and Danny Green, you know, they're championship players. So they're coming off th- that experience. And and Danny Green, for whatever reason, you know, 
<laughs> he looked really good. He did. He looked really good. I was like, who is this guy? You know, because I felt like with, with the Lakers, we got a, really a shell of what he was, you know, with other teams. Mm-hmm. But he looked like the the Danny Green of the Toronto Raptors, you know, of, mm-hmm. of the Spurs. So I was just like, what? But... I- like if he would have played like that, he'd still be a Laker. I promise you. <laughs> they would have kept him. Yeah. yeah I, kept him. I read somewhere, so I don't. I don't. I didn't do more research besides just reading it. But apparently, Dwight Howard got his ring yesterday when they played, uh, or uh, or sorry, on the twenty seventh of Wednesday when they played it uh, against the Lakers. But Danny Green decided not to receive the ring there. He wanted. He wants to wait until the fans are at the. Lakers, um, the Staples Center, and he wants to receive it there so the fans can see him get it. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how to take that. I don't know if that's like a troll type of thing because yeah. they were giving him death threats and they aren't all the Lakers waiting or they got their rings. No, they're waiting for the banner. They're waiting they, for the banner. Yeah, yeah, they're waiting for the banner. They got the ring already. Yeah, wow. I guess I could see that. You know, because. I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know how to how to t- interpret what he's trying to do. But I was just like, that's interesting that he made that decision. Right. And Dwight Howard was just like, let me just get it. I'm good. I'll take that. What would you do? I'll take it. I mean, I, I'm not you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll be like, I, I, I want it. I was part of the team. Let me get it. You know, I'm, I'm done with L.A. I'm here now. I'm with you know, Philadelphia, the 76ers were doing good. So, you know, whatever, whatever happened in the past happened, but I think he still has a little bit of a grudge. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the, the Sixers are good though, man. I, I, they, they, they definitely surprised me, you know, and they, they got, you know, they got some shooting too. Cause Seth Curry's a good shooter. Obviously Danny Green and Dwight Howard just came off of, of, uh, of a championship run so they got that championship mentality you know that the the Sixers are relying them as anchors in the you know this is what it takes to get their conversation in the locker room yeah uh, and then Tobias Harris was like dropping these weird shots that were just like, Man, he's I didn't I didn't even you know I haven't watched him play in a long time so I was like hey, he's that good what yeah oh yeah and and it was. And remember that Tobias Harris played under Doc Rivers, right, with the Clippers. So they have that relationship already. Right. So, uh, you know, I forgot that. I forgot like, that. like what you're saying about like Ben Simmons kind of being unlocked with, with Doc Rivers, just kind of letting him go. I feel the same way about Tobias Harris. I feel the same way about Embiid. Embiid is doing really well this season as, as well. Um, so, so yeah, man, I, I think they're definitely in route to be, a really good contending team for the championship. So um, last year, I think Miami came in as kind of like a underdog, but I feel like the 76ers have been on the way for, for, for a few years. And then the addition of Dwight Howard and, and Danny Green just gives them that extra bump, you know, that little bump they needed and Doc Rivers as well, right? New coach. I feel like they're getting all these little pieces together to put them at the top. Yeah, and, and last thing I think uh, I'll say about Ben Simmons, I think it was an interview that I saw with, with Doc Rivers. He mentioned, you know, everybody talks about he's not a great shooter this, he's not a great shooter that. You know, I tell him, just go play your game. Don't worry about, you know, don't worry about what you don't be good or what you're not good at. Mm-hmm. You know, go be good at what you're good at. Go play to your strengths. Exactly. 
So, so I think he's doing that and, and, you know, it's showing. So that team is just a lot of confidence in that team is, is, is what I see so far, which, you know, that's all Doc Rivers. Yeah. Uh, so the, the Eastern Conference, though, they're in first place with the Nets behind them and, and then the Bucks uh, in third, Celtics in fourth. So we, we have the Celtics coming up. The Hawks after that and the Hawks are sixth. Yeah, the Hawks. Let me check out the Hawks roster real quick, if you don't mind. Oh yeah, yeah that, dude, this is a the Hawks is an interesting game too because Trey Young, you know, up and comer, uh, and then they got Rondo. So I want to watch uh, uh, Rondo. So you know what? I haven't heard much of Rondo, honestly. I I even in in fantasy basketball, he's on the waivers. Like nobody's picking him up. He's been he he was out in the beginning of the season, and then he's like been in and out of the lineup. So I I, I don't know. He got paid and then he's been out. You know Rondo, man. You know he's coming. He's coming at playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that's what he got paid for. Playoff Rondo. You, 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 if you get Rondo, you know he's he's waiting for the playoffs. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but they do have a good team. I think Trey Young, obviously being the superstar in their team. Um, and they got Clint Capella and John Collins that are, you know, some up and comer. Uh, big guys that are uh, playing really good with Trey Young, so I, I I do think they're they're a good team. I don't think I think the Lakers will be able to you know dominate them, uh, but uh, it's not going to be easy. the The Celtics is going to be a harder game. Yeah, so tomorrow five thirty p.m. is the is the Celtics game. Obviously, the biggest rivalry in basketball, right? The Celtics and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're always looking to 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 beat them um so it should be a fun one yeah yeah definitely uh tht also had a good game yesterday man against the pistons so i think you know you talking about that the jersey and homegrown the first thought that i had it was tht i was like oh, okay if i had the opportunity to get a, a jersey i'll probably take a tht just because he's still young and and we've seen what he can do this season we we heard you know the rumblings last season the g league and then in the playoffs and then now this season just kind of see him get more minutes um so so i think that's a a, a player you know that that deserves the attention that he's getting yeah that, I, I mean, again him you know it's gonna take minutes i think mm-hmm. so those minutes for 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 him i think frank vogel's gonna have because he was inactive for a couple games right yeah yeah and and Frank Vogel just said it was just a matter of trying to get other guys' minutes as well. You know, it wasn't that he did anything wrong. It was just the the, the bench is packed with good players. Imagine that. You know, you got THT with with DNPs because you try mm-hmm. to get everybody else involved. That, uh, you know. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a positive thing at the end of the day. So man. Uh, uh, so, so what's up? Anything else on, on those last couple games? I know a couple losses, but yeah. I'm not worried yet. Um, you know what? I, one thing that I did notice was Harold. I don't know. I, 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 to me, he, he did not look like he was the Harold that we're used to seeing. Um, I don't know what it was, but he, he just he wasn't dominating in the post how he usually does, and he wasn't bringing the the energy or at least I, I didn't see it you know what I mean it, it, the stats also were not in his favorite favor and the last 
two games. Um, so it was just something that I noticed, you know. Yeah, I, w- I would say I think you use a key word for him is energy, right? I think he's one of those players that he feeds off energy. Mm-hmm. And when, he, when he's when he's playing well is when his energy is high. And if he doesn't have that high energy, then he's undersized, you know, so so he, he's he's undersized. So if he doesn't have that energy, he's it's going to he's going to be exposed, especially going up against uh, you know, Joel Embiid on some on some plays, you know, like come yeah. on, <laughs> you're just That's true, and yeah, and Griffin, yeah, yeah. So so um, let's see. Against the 76ers, he had uh, zero points and one rebound in 15 minutes. Yeah, you see. And then against the Pistons, he had um eight points and three rebounds in 23 minutes. So it's just not like him. You know what I mean? We've seen him be close to double doubles every game. So it it was just off for him. Yeah. I mean, from him, we need, you know, 12 and eight, Mm -hmm. 12 and eight. Yeah. You know, 12 and eight, I think we'll, we'll be good. So I don't think we're expecting a lot from him. And if he's playing 20, the, what what was the minutes you the first game you said eighteen yeah, like like thirteen or something yeah, yeah he didn't get much if he's if he's getting twenty minutes I think he he needs to score at least ten points and you know and eight rebounds yeah yeah so yeah he's got to figure out his uh, his rhythm again he's got to get back in into it especially when AD is out that's also his opportunity to come in and just take advantage of that open space right without AD. Yeah, and also the three-point shooting team because I, I, we kind of, you know, out of nowhere we're, we're like this crazy good three-pointing three-point shooting team, and then like any you know three-point shooting team, if you go cold, yeah, uh, you know you're not gonna do well. So that was actually one thought that I had in mind is I want to see the Lakers win a game when their three-point shooting is terrible, right. Uh, because there was a there was a point where they were like I think four for twelve or maybe four for sixteen somewhere in that uh, on uh, from from three and I was kind of like they need to learn how to win without the three you know because the threes is, isn't always gonna always gonna go in so if they yeah. could figure out that piece winning without the three then it's done you know yeah and and I do see them doing that because they are good at driving in right that we they have a lot of players that are playmakers like lebron ad even tht caruso off the bench they come in and they can drive in and get those post um you know dunks layups and even pass it out for those open threes so another thing to point out though you know since you bring up the three uh the the three-pointer conversation so kcp had three points against the 76ers and six points against the pistons so another guy that's slacking He's in the starting lineup as a starter, as a starting shooting guard. You know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a position where you need to be engaged in the offense, getting under 10 points for him. I feel like it's, it's, it's just underperforming. No, I I agree. He definitely needs for KCP. I think he needs bottom. You need to make at least three threes. That gives you the nine points from there, you know, get in the lane a couple of times, a couple of free throws or maybe another jumper. Mm-hmm. And, and you're at those ten points, so so you're you're absolutely right from there. Yeah, um, uh, I I will say this, so no, on on top of um, 
uh, Trez, right? Uh, Marcus All didn't look good either. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. Looking at him play, he just looks a little slow. You know what I mean? He, he's, he older, you know? he's older. Yeah. I think that may be something to look at because last year, I think we, we, I don't want to say we took it for granted because we knew what we had in that Dwight Howard and in, and in JaVale McGee. Mm-hmm. Both of those guys were super energetic, you know, super yeah. energetic. And now this year we're relying on, on, on Trez and Marcus all who we knew weren't going to be the same wall, right? We had a wall last year. We had a wall, like a legit wall. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that they weren't going to be, that we we're going to take a step back in that respect, but it looks like we have taken a step back pretty significantly. Right. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm the Lakers, that may be something that I'm, that I'm looking at. If, if, if there's one thing that I'm kind of looking to, to, to shore up. Yeah. That, that center position, which, which I think we knew also, but um, it's starting be, to become a little more glaring, especially against, you know, the Joel Embiid's, you know, the Carl Anthony Towns, Oh yeah, uh, you know the the Jokic's. So yeah, against those teams, we're gonna need because uh, we can put Anthony Davis on them. But again, that takes Anthony Davis so much energy on the dif- defensive end, right? Um, which I think he should also step up sometimes, though. But yeah. we do need somebody to carry that defensive load. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like you mentioned in the wall, I think. We had three shot blockers last season, right? With Dwight Howard, McGee, and Davis. Now we have one because Mark Gasol is not known to be a shot blocker and Harrell is not known to be a shot blocker. So that's a big decrease right there, at least just protecting the rim in that regard with blocks. So, so I do see that as, um, as a disadvantage and a weakness where other teams also see that and they want to go and, and attack the, ba- the basket a little bit more because they know that they can get shots over Gasol. Um, so I do see that as a weakness. I, I I honestly would be cool with them figuring out how to get McGee back. He did good. He, he, he wasn't, a, you know, a, the best player, obviously, but he did good, man. He did his job. He, he performed his role. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Um, you know, JaVale McGee did really good. Anytime he, he was asked to step up, uh, I think Dwight Howard kind of overshined him a little bit. Mm-hmm. but they were also they had this kind of cool relationship where it was like yeah yeah i'm gonna root for you when you're in there and you root for me when i'm in there you exactly know? So that was that was good about them and and yeah i would i would love to see javel mcgee back in <laughs> yeah i think that's that's the one area where you know if i'm the lakers i'm i'm looking for 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 an improvement yeah you know, right now there's there's no rules you know freaking the Nets just, you know, come on, man. I, I even heard, uh, so Beal is looking to get out of Washington because he's not very happy there with the situation either. I even heard the the Nets were looking to get him in the, in the lineup. Come on, man. What are they going to trade? Steve Nash? Oh, man. <laughs> Like what did they get trade? Like it's like Boston when they traded a coach, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but out. chill out, Brooklyn. Chill out, man. They want everybody. Do they want an all-star team? <laughs> uh, 
but but that's uh, another option you know I, I also like the clippers the lakers were in that conversation as well um because it, it is still something to be aware of right that there's a, a three-headed monster with the nets that uh needs to be accounted for uh, later on in the in the playoffs so the the trading deadline i believe is in march so there's still a couple you know so a month a month and a half maybe where the lakers could potentially look for some opportunities out there yeah and the, and the thing with bradley beal you know what for if if there was a trade with the lakers what would what would it be you know you i'd imagine thts in there yeah so and Kyle kuzma you know i think that's what they would look for i agree do we, like if if I'm the 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 wizards, right? If mm-hmm. I'm making that trade, I'm looking at THC Caruso and Kyle Kuzma. Looking at, I'm saying, give me those three, and you could have Bradley Beal. Is that worth it? Uh, I don't think so. I do it. I do it. Really? So I think it's a good thing for both teams because, again, man, I'm thinking short term for the Lakers. They need to win championships in the next one, two, three years max just because of LeBron and he's going to be retiring soon. So we need to have the lineup to win, to win championships right now. And then the long-term Washington, they're, they're not in a championship um, level right now. So I think they, they're okay with trading away a superstar to get younger guys to continue the, the rebuild in a sense. So I see a win-win from both situations. And I think Brandon, uh, Bradley Beal being in the Lakers, he'd be a, a good fit. Uh, I think I, I think, I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. I, I just think he'll take over um, KCP's role. Yeah, no, I, I, I could see it. You know, I could see, I could see him fitting in perfectly with this team. Honestly, I could see him fitting in like a like, you know, the last piece to the puzzle for sure. And I think we'd be better than the Nets with the three-headed monster because I don't think we'd have that ego question. Which yeah. on the Nets, it looks like they all they they have that. You know, with the Lakers, it's like, nah. You know, LeBron is the floor general. You know, yeah. Anthony Davis is already kind of like LeBron. You know, I'm learning from you. And Bradley Beal would come into a situation where it's like, the roles are almost already established, and you're coming into, you know, it's just your role that needs to be figured out. So I agree that it's a good trade. I just don't know if. I just don't know what the package would be like. I wouldn't want to give away the house either because, I mean, we've done that in the past, you know? <laughs> yeah. We've given yeah. away the house in the past and and, and it's, it's cost us, you know, a long, long, long time. Um, if, you know, if, if let's say you're the Wizards, what, what would you ask for? I No, I think those players that you mentioned are perfect because Cal Kuzma has a few years under his belt and we know what, we know that he can produce when he gets the minutes offensively, at least right defensively. I feel like he still gets clowned on because he gets beat. He gets burned on drive-ins. But, but offensively, he's a good player. THT huge potential. The ceiling right now, seems like it's unlimited for him. He reminds me a little bit of Brandon Ingram, just, you know, just ability. He can do anything. He can, he can drive in, pass, shoot, defend with his long arms. I mean, He's got a lot of potential. And then Caruso, he, he's just a GOAT, man. We know that he, he might not be a starter, but coming off the bench, he'll produce. And, and he's a hustler and he's got a, a lot of energy. He, he can get you in the highlight reel with some nice dunks. So I think those three uh, would be a, a good package 
because it's not just a one-year rental for those players. I feel like they're going to be in the in the in the Wizards if they're able to figure out their contracts right and keep them for for a few years. I think there's an opportunity for them to kind of build around them. And and the, and the Wizards have already some good young guys, so I think it'll be a good young team if they get those guys. Yeah, I would I would tell them look. These three guys, I know, I know that's who you want. Pick two of them, and I'll give you some picks. You know, we'll figure out some picks. There. So, who would you take out out of those three? Honestly, if I'm, oh man, it's, it's <laughs> I don't even want to have that conversation. <laughs> I don't want to have that conversation because I, I, you know, I haven't seen enough of THT, but we know, you know, like just yesterday in 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 14 minutes, he got 13 points. You know, 13 points. Mm-hmm. in 14 minutes so how efficient is he every time he goes in there he's fearless you know he drives he yeah he's, and he's he's you know so but if i'm the wizards i'm definitely saying you know keep caruso give me kuzma and, and tht and some picks and a pick you know yeah 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 first rounder or something yeah because i mean brand bradley beal we know his potential man he he's a star and he's offensively has been tearing it up the, the last few years uh, just because he he had to right to put up a a chance every game uh, that he had to put up a lot of points. So offensively, he he's legit, and um, so so he he's not gonna they're not gonna let him go uh, for for anything and, that that's not a lot. You're right, man. <laughs> we gotta go for it. You know, it's just one of those like heart wrenching things that you don't want to give up your your guys especially two of them you know Kyle Kuzma and, and THD and, and Caruso they're all our guys you know those are our guys those are the only guys that are ours homegrown I feel <laughs> you no I, I agree but but you know well, another thing to think about is like AD right like we we gave up the house to get AD but AD is going to be here for years he might retire with the, with LA right yeah. and I think that that that's important to keep in mind that he just picked up uh, an extension with the Lakers, right? And so if Beal comes in, I feel like he'll be another guy that he'll see the potential for the next few years with AD. Uh, once LeBron is gone, it's going to be their team, probably AD's team, uh, you know, but uh, but still it's like a one-two punch uh, with them once, once LeBron is gone. But in the meantime, while it's three of them, man, it, they're going to be on another level. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I, I think I think you're right. The 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 heart would say no, but the mind would have to overtake and say yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a, a matter of uh, short term versus long term, right? And I think short term we have to take into consideration LeBron's age, right? He's not going to be a Laker for for the next five years. He's got another two three years under his belt, and then after that, he's just got to go. That's just the way it works, right? And once that happens, are we going to get stuck holding the bag with just like one superstar AD? Or can we figure out a way right now to get two superstars in here while LeBron is here? So then once LeBron is gone, there's, there's still an, an upside, an opportunity for the Lakers to be contenders. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right, man. I think we, if that conversation is, is, is being had, that the other thing is that it seems like, you know, so many teams are interested. Yeah. We can offer the best package exactly yeah so that, that's huge right and if the clippers are involved you know they'll i'm sure they'll have their their uh well, they don't have much though i don't think they have much to, to not compared to the lakers no they have they don't have as much as the lakers for sure yeah, um, so it depends, it depends who else is on the 
is is on, is in those talks. Yeah. If if it's if it's the Lakers and the Clippers, I think it's definitely the Lakers are the best suitors. But. And I I think one of the reasons why the Lakers and the Clippers are um, suitors for Bradley Beal is because he's from LA, I believe. Let me just double check. Um, or may, maybe not. No, he's from St. Louis. I yeah, and, and Bradley Beal, though, he's always kind of been one of those kind of uh, low-key superstars where it's like he's not – he doesn't get the attention maybe because mm-hmm. he's not in a market that requires yeah. – he's never been in a in a – in a in a big market you know so he's always kind of flown under the radar like that kind of like uh Pau Gasol but prior to him coming to the Lakers you know right like he was one of those you knew he was good but you didn't really know much about him and then all of a sudden he comes to the Lakers and it's like a championship contending team you know so I think Bradley Beal you're right man you're right <laughs> I convinced you. <laughs> yeah, I to talk it through again a, a, a couple of times, man. Let's get Bradley Beal. Yeah, yeah, because we, we we have been having this conversation since since a couple of weeks, right? Just kind of talking about trades, and I think at the beginning of the season it was too early of a conversation, but right now we start we're starting to see the weaknesses in the Lakers. Yeah, perfect. You know, great point. I think I think that's that's a, a um, you know the time in. Although I think we still have a couple weeks, so it's good. We're in a good place right now. If those are kind of uh, um, conversations that need to be had, which I'm sure they're already being being had, um, one move, a safe move, right, would be look for a center that could build build that wall again. Mm-hmm. And if not, you know, a a, uh, a blockbuster trade like that would 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 also be in the making. Who's going to determine that, though? The trade? Like, the Lakers are going to, like, push for the trade? Well, I think the players are going to determine that. You know, if we, if these young guys, if these young guys, right, are starting to hear those conversations, they better play their tails off because – you do not want to be traded from the Lakers, you know? So if I'm, you know, Kyle Kuzma, Caruso, and THT, I'm playing my tail off. I don't care, you know, I'm playing my tail off because you are not trading me, you know? You are not trading me. (laughs) (laughs) But that's interesting, right? Because, but at the end of the day, they don't have a a say in a sense, right? Uh, If they, 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 they have, they can, we've seen it work when they want out, right? Like Harden, he wanted out. So you, we saw everything that he did physically and verbally to get himself out of Houston. But in the other way, um, all the players that got traded out of Brooklyn, they had no idea. You know what I mean? Like they, they were playing their game. They were doing their thing. And they somehow got <laughs> included in the whole James Harden drama. So they're out of the Nets and into other teams. So it's, it's kind of the same with these guys from the Lakers, if it happens, right? But I mean, who knows, right? But we're, talk, we're talking like it's a for sure thing. <laughs> it's not at all, right? We're, we're just, yeah, we're speculating. We're, we're it's like GameStop right now. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's a, a crazy stuff going on. Yeah. But, but man, if, yeah, if I'm, if I'm those guys, though, I'm definitely pushing, trying to, you know, 
show my show my worth to 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 the Lakers to try to keep from being traded, mm-hmm. and you know hopefully that's enough to convince the Lakers to say hey you know what mate we just need a center you know we just need a center yeah yeah uh, and I. I, Sorry. I see that. I, no, I see that too. I think that's the most important piece right now that I see. It's just a, another shot blocker, another rim protector that can come in and, and play the center position. Yeah. So cool, man. I think that, that, that was some good uh, recap of the last couple of games real quick. Last we'll, we'll take a look. We mentioned the, the, um, the, the standings and we mentioned the, uh, the Celtics and then the Hawks and then, Last next Thursday we have the Nuggets again, so yeah. a rematch of one of the matchups. Which the Nuggets, real quick, are in fifth place, eleven and eight. So yeah. not too bad. So those are the next three games we got. Uh, what are your thoughts on those three? Mm, not easy for sure. So um, let's see. Out of out of all of them, I would say probably. I think the the Nuggets would be the hardest, then Boston, then the Hawks. Yeah, I I I think they they have to go two and one in these. Mm-hmm. They have to bounce back tomorrow, um, and then you know they go one and one the the next two games. I'm cool with that, but they have to win tomorrow. Yeah, and because you don't want to lose three games in a row, uh, two it's the Celtics, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And three, and three, it's the Celtics. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. No, they they, they got to pick it up again. And obviously, you know, the, the ma- mantra uh, has been, you know, don't lose two games in a row. But, okay, that's broken. Now now you need to get a new one. Don't lose three games in a row, right? <laughs> but, yeah, man, so that's that's good. On, on Lakers talk, the last thing that I wanted to mention, it was uh, in regard to Kobe, you know, uh, another little discussion uh, with Kobe. Um, anything that's popped up for you in the last uh, week? Kobe talk, Kobe talk. Nah, I love Kobe talk. I mean, we just had, you know, the, the one year passing, we mentioned it a little bit last, last, uh, last week during our Kobe segment, but, you know, obviously it were the, the, the city is sad. Um, I was really happy to hear all the stories um, that Kobe of, of how much Kobe meant to everybody. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's weird, you know, to, to think that that one individual had that much impact. Mm-hmm. I was hearing a story on uh, the, on the ESPN radio, you know, on Max Kellerman. I love Max Kellerman, by the way, he's like one of my favorite sports commentators. I yeah. feel like he was beat up by Stephen A. Smith, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I liked him since he was here in LA the first time. Um, but there was a story of him, of, of Kobe at a soccer field, you know, and I'm a soccer player. So I'm always kind of interested when, you know, when Kobe showed love for soccer, I, I was always like, hell yeah, Kobe's a soccer player. Mm-hmm. Being from Italy and all, uh, you know, or growing up part, uh, part-time in Italy, but, um, that, uh, some dad and his, and his, and his daughter, you know, were at, were at the park and they saw Kobe playing soccer with, uh, with Gigi. And, you know, Kobe was straight up like, hey, do you want to come play soccer? And he played, you know, his kid played soccer with Kobe and Gigi <laughs> for like 15 minutes, you know. And wow. that was the type of dude that he was, you know. Yeah. 
So stories like that, you know, and I was hearing them all day. Everybody's Instagram's posts were, you know, about their Kobe memories. So that, that was nice to see. Um, and, and, and yeah, so that, that's kind of what I wanted to share. For sure. I did see your, your, your meditation and sleep thing though. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to bring up today. And basically he was huge into sleep and meditation, right? And he, so right. That, there's a couple of different ways to look at it. First is, okay, he's a professional athlete. So obviously he has the time to sleep and meditate. I feel like that's the first excuse that people create, general people create. I don't have the time to get more sleep. I don't have the time to nap. I don't have the time to meditate. Um, so, so, but if we get past that, right, if we get past that excuse of not having enough time, I think using him as an example of being a professional athlete and, and he, you know, he's a little older than LeBron, but I feel like he was one of the first athletes that I heard that from LeBron is huge into that, right. Huge into just taking care of his body and mind and, and sleep and meditation. And, but, but with Kobe, you know, that video that I sent you and you can just look it up on Google straight up Kobe Bryant sleep and meditation. He has a five minute video on that. Um, but it just goes to show, you know what I mean? That if you prioritize that, both of those, it can help you in so many different ways, right? Just to maintain focus on what's important to you. For him, it was basketball at that time, right? I'm sure that after he retired, he focused, you know, his, his attention towards his other businesses, right? His media company and other things and his family. But while he was a basketball player, he used those tools, right? Uh, to make, making sure he slept uh, a good amount of hours and meditating whenever he could, just so that he can maintain focus on what was the most important for him. And at that point it was basketball. But, but I, I think as, as me, as a, as a fan, uh, you know, of, of Kobe uh, from, from the basketball player perspective, uh, I think it, it showed me the outcome Right. When you when you prioritize sleep and meditation, he showed me what how that can help, you, how those tools can help you to be the best at what you want to be. And so, uh, you know, I, I definitely try and do that myself as much as I can. You know what I mean? Uh, I I the, in the last year or two, I realized that I used to try and like stay up and I want to be a go-getter and hustle. I want to like do things. I want to keep working on myself, uh, you know, media and I want to learn more. And I think that is important and you have to have that ambition, but the foundation in order for you to feel really good about being, you know, motivated to stay on top of all those things is sleep. That's the foundation. And if you don't get enough sleep, uh, you can be, uh, doing a disservice to your focus, you know, and then the meditation component is the same thing. It's just like, if you are able to save five minutes on your calendar, just for meditation, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, like that's huge because then you can debrief to yourself about your task and the things you did and the things you need to do. And, you know, it's just so important to have that self-awareness. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, the one, one um, in watching that video uh, and you brought it up too, I think was, he, he mentioned his age, you know, like when he was 21, 22, um, it, it didn't matter. I mean, same for us, you know, mm -hmm. we, man, we could even go partying and then show up to work the next day <laughs> unfazed, you know, without uh, sleep, 
<laughs> without <laughs> maybe one hour of sleep, you know? Yeah. So, um, but I, I, I also, you know, over the past year, year and a half have, you know, decided, you know what, I'm not going to trade off tonight um, for, you know, tonight, a lack of sleep tonight, you know, for whatever, however productive I am to lose half of tomorrow or maybe, you know, three quarters of tomorrow, just based on me not getting enough sleep today. Um, you know, and, and in the music world, right. It's, it's, it's interesting because that's always a trade-off because that's kind of like when everybody's available, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you work with different artists, different producers, and it's usually in a nighttime setting. You know, you, you always hear like, always oh, stayed up till four or 5.00 AM, you know, working on this song or whatever. And that's cool. And I've done that. Don't get me wrong. I love doing that. It's one of my favorite things, but I've also kind of taken a stance now in working with other artists. I tell them, look, man, I, I need my sleep. So I'd rather like get, start my sessions earlier now, mm-hmm. like at three o'clock, four o'clock. That way we can make sure we get something done instead of starting at nine o'clock, then having to work till two or three, uh, you know, so I definitely see that, you know, where a couple years ago, I could do that. No problem. But now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching 30. I'm going to be 30 in, in March. So it's yeah. a, big, a big year for me. Uh, um, but I'm not trying to sacrifice that sleep anymore. <laughs> so Kobe is definitely onto something. And then the meditation, you know, uh, I'm not sure how much you meditate. I think sure you do. Um, same thing. He mentioned it in the morning, right? In that video, he mentioned that he said five minutes in the morning. Uh, typically when, 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 when I do it, it's, it's the same thing. It's in the morning and it's, it's crazy. Cause sometimes I'm just like, I don't even think about it. I'll just do it. But the way he kind of broke it down was, was really interesting. He kind of made it seem so simple. Like he called it an anchor for, for your day. Like he used the word, like your meditation is the anchor. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, you're in that moment and it's just you, you know, it's just you thinking like nobody else is talking to you. It's just you and your thoughts. And in a way you're clearing your head, but at the same time, you're planning your, your day and how you're going to act. And you kind of know what little problems you're going to encounter throughout the day. And then you also kind of predict how you're going to react to those problems, you know? So, so that was, that was, that was kind of cool. Um, definitely recommend checking that little Kobe, Kobe video out for, uh, you know, a little bit of guidance on some sleep and meditation. Yeah, man. At the end of the day, there's people out there that have left blueprints and maps for us. Right. And I see that as one Kobe is, he, he was a map for us to be the best of, of us, what, whatever that means. He, he put it into, um, into an example, right? He showed it to us. He left it all. His, that's his legacy. And, and these two things that we're talking about today, sleep and meditation, are just two uh, basic foundational uh, characteristics that we can take into our own life and take advantage of those and, and build around that so that like you said, you know, in a way, they're both anchors, right? Being able to sleep comfortably and not sacrifice um, your sleep, and then also being able to take some time to meditate. And in the in the morning, right? I I do think that allows you to to plan better. But you know, the other perspective that I that I mentioned earlier is later on in the day, once you're done with your day, then you can debrief about your day and you can 
you can think about what you did and the choices you made and and see how you could have made them better right and i feel like debriefing to yourself is important and sometimes debriefing with other people too like i, I you know i'm thinking back to when i was a student and um, i was at pasadena city college and my preceptor there rudy he after a football game right it was like a eight ten hour day just working with football and um we would debrief and we would talk about the things that went right, the things that went wrong. And that was, that was the best learning experience for me because I was getting the feedback from somebody that was experienced, somebody that had 20, 30, even 40 years of, no, not 40, maybe like 20, 30 years of experience. He's not that old, <laughs> uh, but de debriefing, man, I think debriefing is huge. And, and if you're able to, kind of monitor yourself that's even more important than somebody else telling you things you know what i mean like being able to to kind of um look at yourself in an analytical point of view and and tell yourself okay i know i did this wrong or i know i did this right i need to work on my this is a strength of mine let me keep you know pushing this or this is a weakness of mine and let me figure out how i can get better at this so one example for my my own personal life I've uh, been scared of swimming for a long time. Uh, eventually I took a beginner's class at Santa Monica College in 16 weeks, right, the semester. I passed that, learned how to tread water, learned all the different ways to swim. Uh, you know, I was 100% confident I'm not drowning, right? So then I took it to the next level. I went surfing and I, I did that for like six months, uh, but eventually got to a point where I was getting really confident and I got caught in some waves got thrown like a piece of cloth in the washer and I got scared again. The, the trauma kind of came back to me. And so I, I never went back or, or I, I actually went back once or twice, but I was scared to even get past the waves. They were, they were scaring me. And, and so then I was just like, okay, it's, it's not me, but I faced That's my fear. Scary, man. I don't, I do not blame you. <laughs> it's scary. than a wave taking you, man. You just don't know where the, you, cause you don't, you have no sense of direction at that point, you know, and you're just like, yeah. Are you waiting for somebody to save you or, you know, and then the next wave is coming. So I, <laughs> I get it, man. That's exactly what happened to me, right? I felt like a piece of cloth in the washer. You know, when you look at, you look in and the, the, the piece of cloth is just moving around. That's how I felt. And it was, it was one of the scariest feelings I've ever had for sure. Oh man, that's crazy. Well, glad uh, you're safe, man. <laughs> I survived it. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so I, I do think uh, that just having that self-awareness is important, right? And being able to kind of monitor yourself and tell yourself, okay, let me try and face this fear. And let me, let me see what skills I can improve on or uh, just my strengths, you know, and hone into those. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely, you know, thank Kobe. Thank Kobe for that. Legacy lives on, man, in some way. Um, but yeah. That's it, man. You got anything else? That's it for me, man. I just want to, you know, anybody who's still tuning in with us, episode eight, we're going to call it episode eight. I'm not really sure what number we're on. We'll get the number right next episode, though. So I got um, it right here. So look, so we did our first episode six months ago when I was in Las Vegas still, bro. Uh, oh, yeah, that, at the Rams. And I think I was at the beach or something. The early. Raiders. No, when you were at the beach, that was our third episode. That was actually still in the finals. With the beach episode, you were in the, it was the game five uh, with the finals. Um, and then two months ago was, uh, when we did Lakers first moves in the 2020 off season. 
Uh, so so two months two months ago was still off season, and then we did one one month ago, uh, and that that one was titled NBA is back December eleven. Um, so so we've I mean, and that was the one that we had a hundred and seventy seven views. That was the one that blew up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, we've had a, a good amount of episodes already, man. Yeah, that's good, man. Well, I'm freaking enjoying it, man. I'm enjoying, you know, having these conversations, talking about Laker, you know, bouncing ideas off each other. So keep tuning in. Anybody who's still tuning in, I know somebody's watching, you know. <laughs> we, we do, yeah. We have at least, at least, yeah. I see, last episode we had six views. So at least six people watched. Or maybe I was those, oh, I was those views. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but still, yeah, anybody that's watching, man, yeah, thanks thanks for tuning in. Leave us some comments so we can reply, you know, and uh, keep talking about Lakers and Kobe. All right, man. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it with that for, for, for next week. Hopefully we'll be talking uh, Thursday evening after three Laker wins. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, and a couple other wins in our daily lives. You know. Yes, sir. Take care, brother. Have a have a good rest of the weekend and a good start to next week. Thank you. You as well, man. Stay safe out there. All right. That is it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. It's time to ball out. The song throughout this episode was created by the Sueño team and Willie West. The Daily Laker is brought to you by brownlabmedia.com. <laughs>